You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to GI Insights, where we cover the latest clinical issues, trends, and technologies in gastroenterological practice. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute. Your host for GI Insights is Professor of Medicine at University of Illinois at Chicago, Dr. Jay Goldstein. Every physician understands what a vaccine is. It's an injection of an antigen into somebody to get a, stimulate an immune response. The concept of using other routes to immunize patients is coming to light. So the question is, will a vaccine that we traditionally know that's shot into the arm be replaced by oral vaccines, maybe in the form of a yogurt smoothie? Joining us today to discuss oral vaccines and using probiotics is Dr. Mansoor Mohammed Zadi, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Gastroenterology at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. Welcome, Doctor. Uh, we look forward to your interview today. Uh, thank you very much for this invitation. Let's start out by just some of the basics. What is the concept of mucosal immunity? I would like to just give you some ideas about the mucosal immunity and why the mucosal immunity is so important. First of all, the mucosal immunity, as you may know, is an integrated network of different cell subsets and lymphocytes that are actively expressing some very important regulatory or co-stimulatory molecules to maintain active immune responses against invaded pathogenic microbes. Among all these cell subsets, a specific cell subset called dendritic cell plays a central role in the induction of T-cell immune responses. So that is the whole idea about, you know, mucosal immune system. And as you know, if you induce mucosal immunity, that immunity will lead to systemic immunity. That is very, very important to basically know that mucosal immunity is important and the importance of mucosal immunity is because it leads to systemic immunity. And therefore, I believe that we should mobilize our efforts to establish vaccine and therapeutic strategies towards the mucosal site. Why is the mucosal site better than an injectable vaccine and exposure to the antigen by another mechanism? The mucosal is better than the injection, basically, as I mentioned before, if you induce mucosal immunity, you basically lead the mucosal immunity to systemic immunity. Whereas if you inject the vaccine of interest, for example, in the skin, you solely activate systemic immunity, but not mucosal immunity. And it is proven that you have basically the cell numbers of T cells at the mucosal site is much more than in the systemic site. So if I understand you correctly, by going through the oral route, you not only get systemic, but you also get mucosal immunity, which you otherwise wouldn't get with an injection? Exactly. 
and that the degree of response is greater? It is much greater, and you mobilize a robuster immunity against, basically, the antigen of interest. Well, that's fascinating. Let's turn a little attention to your work that you've done using probiotics, and I believe it's anthrax. Is that correct? Yes, the experimental anthrax we used, yes. Tell us a little bit about what your study was designed to evaluate, and how did it turn out? Basically, myself and my collaborator, Dr. Tarklin Hammers, uh, we started almost eight years ago to take a look at the probiotic bacteria called lactobacillus species, which are normal inhabitants of the human gastrointestinal tract and major components of the dominant flora in the small bowel. We showed clearly that this bacteria, they can be very useful and are considered beneficial and regarded as safe to the host. With this concept, we came up with the idea to basically use this bacteria to deliver orally our vaccine to the mucosal dendritic cells. And to do so, we went ahead and engineered the subunit of anthrax called protective antigen and fused it, as I mentioned before, genetically to small peptides which can bind specifically to dendritic cells. And then after basically the work done, we had to show the efficacy of our vaccine. We went ahead and expressed the vaccine of interest and then orally administered it to mice. And then after the vaccination, we exposed the mice to a strain of anthrax called Stern, which is not pathogenic to the human beings, but to a specific strain of mice called AJ mice. And then we showed clearly that our lactobacillus acidophilus expressing the vaccine of interest significantly protected the animals against the bacterial challenge. So after the work has been done and published just recently in PNAS, then we went ahead and tuned it up. We put basically, we took the low copy plasmid number and put stronger promoter and we reduced basically the dosage of the inoculation of the bacteria to mice. And right now we are thinking to basically get rid of the plasmid. As you know, we have the plasmid in the bacterium, and we would like to get rid of the plasmid, and therefore we came up with another strategy whereupon we can basically put the gene of interest inserted uh, chromosomally in the genome of the bacterium. And right now we are basically focusing on this aspect of the vaccine. Well, before we go on, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to GI Insights. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Goldstein, and joining me today to discuss oral vaccines using probiotics is Dr. Mansour Mohammed Zadi, Associate Professor in the Division of Gastroenterology at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. 
Well, this is fascinating to be able to use the normal bacteria flora in the small bowel to serve as a vehicle for immunizing patients for diseases. Is this really only for GI pathogens, or is the immunity that you get also extended to the other mucosa, like in the pulmonary tree? That's a good question. We right now are extending our you know, vaccine, and it is not limited to GI pathogens, but we just finished up uh, the construction for lactobacillus oral vaccine for breast cancer, and the bacteria expressing basically ligament has been submitted to Mayo Clinic to our collaborator to test their efficacies in vivo using his mass model for breast cancer. Why would it be that you would like mucosal immunity for prevention of breast cancer? Why is this better than an injectable again? Again, as I told you, first of all, I would like to activate mucosal immunity as well as systemic immunity because cancer is really very, it is a little bit difficult. And I thought maybe, first of all, getting rid of the needle is very important. Secondly, the oral vaccine using probiotic, if you would like to deliver your vaccine, you need to protect your vaccine from so many enzymes circulating in the blood. So basically the lactobacillus acidophilus or lactobacillus gasseri, um, which will be inoculated in human beings in the future or animal models, they protect your vaccine because you inoculate them. And when they are basically in the small intestine, they start to express, produce your vaccine and your vaccine will be protected from so many enzymes, proteolytic enzymes. And as I mentioned before, the lactobacillus by itself is not only serving as a delivery vector for our vaccine, but they serve as an adjuvant. What is the adjuvant? Basically, you need to activate your immune component cells the side where the immune component cells are residing. And that is uh, known that, for example, lactobacillus and the components of the gram-positive bacteria, for example, cell wall called peptidoglycan and lipotachoic acid are strongly involved in the stimulation of the cytokine network which can be produced by dendritic cells, macrophages, and B cells. When do you plan on beginning human trials? Right now, we uh, finished basically the mouse model, and we got extremely very good, and you know, we tested the efficacies of our vaccine in the mouse model. The next plan, before going to a clinical trial, we need to test basically our probiotic vaccine technology in non-human primates. And to do so, we basically organized a very nice team to test our vaccine technology in monkey system. And to do so, our further future are 
to test our vaccine and the therapeutic approach in specific monkey skulled Aresis macaque to show more efficacies. Are there any expected downsides or any issues that you expect going to a primate model as opposed to a murine model? Any vaccine which basically brought to clinical trial needs to be tested in non-human primates. We don't know, but we will see whether, first of all, we can elicit specific immunity against the vaccine of interest. Secondly, we would like to know whether we encounter some unpredicted problems regarding the health of the non-human primates, which will be employed for our vaccine technology. And we don't think we will see any problem, but you never know that the studies must be conducted. And after we see, okay, there is no problem and the way is free to basically bring the vaccine to clinical trial, then we will do so. Well, I think that we have addressed an issue that is not commonly addressed on this radio program, and that is future trends in vaccinations and mucosal immunity. I would like to thank my guest from Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine, Dr. Mansour Mohammed Zadi. Dr. Mohammed Zadi, thank you very much for being our guest on GI Insights this week. Thank you very much. You've been listening to GI Insights on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute. For additional information on this program and on-demand podcasts, visit us at ReachMD.com and use promo code AGA.